Tom, what have you been watching lately? You've always you're always watching something. I'm not actually generally you, watching mm. stuff because I, I there's so much work to do nowadays, and there's so much to do now that things are reopening. It's a good complaint to have, I suppose. Yeah. But I did. Uh, ha- I said last Saturday that I watch a film. Um, I treat myself, and I decided to watch Tick Tick Boom uh, on Netflix, mm. which somebody had recommended to me. It's it has a few, two Oscar nominations uh, for best actor Andrew Garfield, who played Spider Man previously. Um, he's already won the Golden Globe for that role um, and as the lead character in this film Tick Tick Boom and it also has the Oscar nomination for best film editing Um, it's a musical movie yeah I know a lot of the songs from TikTok I think yeah a lot of the songs are on TikTok at the moment Um, and it's, it's one of those musical movies Actually, no, it isn't one of those musical movies. There are a lot of musical movies at the moment, um, particularly those based on music icons like Elton yeah. John, Freddie Mercury and so on and so on. And there'll be more coming out in the next few years. So people are getting sick with them. I certainly am and I like yeah. um, true stories and a bit of music as well because it makes it very light. Um, and I was getting sick of them. I was reluctantly... I reluctantly chose this film, mm. but I was really happy I did because it's different to all the others. Um, it had much more emotion than, yeah. let's say, Rocket Man and um, Bohemian Rhapsody, which were about Elton John and Freddie Mercury, respectively. Um, I should give a bit of background yes. to the film. It's based on the true story of Jonathan Larson, um, okay. who wrote the rock musical Rent, which was seen as a mm-hmm. game changer in the whole industry because before that there was a certain formula really yeah. for musicals and it completely changed it. It, it brought, made them much more real and much more normal rather than making them completely um, fantasy. And the movie doesn't go into that that musical really um, Rent. It doesn't go into Rent at That's all. That's almost nice. You kind of see something that you don't know about. Exactly. Um, it looks at the decade or so leading up to Rent when Larson was struggling to make it mm-hmm. in New York. Now, listeners might roll their eyes to heaven thinking of that because there are so many stories yes. and so many movies and books, whatever, about people struggling to make it in New York, but it was done in a very uh, unique way and there now, was because there's a thread running yeah. through it the whole time of kind of a workshop yeah um when he was clearly producing a clearly producing one of his musicals and he was looking back yeah. at his life and it, it was it was a nice way of doing it very effective am i right in thinking the first sort of i've actually funny enough i've watched a little bit of it would in your opinion is the first sort of 15 minutes quite slow paced yeah okay definitely. that makes sense because it takes a while to you're get into talking it. about you know, basically another movie to what I felt I watched because I watched the first 15 minutes and just fell asleep. So what what was it that grabbed your attention? Well, I really like uh, movies that have a thread running through it and there's that sense of anticipation. It's always a good yeah. thing. It's very difficult to do in true stories sometimes mm-hmm. when you can sometimes know what uh, the story is. And that's what the workshop did. Yeah. Uh, it showed that he... There was that thread, first of all, of cutting to scenes in the workshop, but also it was constantly referred to. Um, Larson had this terrible thing where he was so obsessed with this workshop that he kept saying, after the workshop, after the workshop, and he was neglecting his friends, his relationship, everything else because of it. Um, And you don't know exactly what the workshop is. You you have a fair idea. um, 
and but you don't know how it's going to end. You don't yeah. know how that how the workshop's going to work out, uh, which adds that sense of anticipation. And had which you makes heard of him before the movie? Did you know who this person was? I knew the name, but I didn't know the story. Yeah. If you know the story, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for you if you haven't, because it's, it's actually quite a moving story underneath it all. But what made the film, mm-hmm. I suppose, more so than actually the story itself, was the cast, the brilliant cast, um, and Garfield, Andrew Garfield in particular, who played Jonathan Larson. He just fully understood um, the character. He really got across the passion, the strange relationships, or kind of the dysfunctional relationships sometimes, the pressure Larson put yeah. himself under, um, and even Larson's eccentric and overbearing nature, which isn't difficult. It would have been very emotionally draining. Um, and besides that as well, you get a really good sense of 1990s New York, um, particularly the 1990s New York artsy community, which was seemed to be incredibly supportive of each other, particularly because of the AIDS um, endemic at the time, which ripped through that community. So it is packed full of emotion, anger, sadness, joy, um, and it's which is particularly true when it comes to the relationship between Jonathan Larson and his girlfriend Caressa who's played by Vanessa Hudgens so it is um, well worth it and there are a few lessons as well from it he there's a jokey one uh, where Larson's having a fight with the girlfriend and he says to her everyone's unhappy in New York that's what New York is that kind of those little lines that could be very cringy Um, I probably made it cringy out of context (laughs) but they pull it off very well yeah they pull it off very well and that goes down to just good acting yeah and it highlights as well that at the end of the day you should really um, commit to what you love money is not the most important thing yeah. it sort of does tie persevere. back to what we were talking about with Liam earlier the lessons are a very similar thing in life you know at the end of the day being happy is the most important thing yeah and money doesn't bring you the happiness and they do that very yeah. effectively I won't spoil it uh, for listeners but they do that very effectively in showing that even though he was living in <laughs> near, near poverty he still enjoyed life, whereas uh, somebody else in the movie who uh, Larson saw sold his soul to the corporate yeah. world wasn't overly happy, it seemed. Um, but it's well worth a watch if you're into musicals. Um, if you're not, I, of course, wouldn't recommend it. It's, it's, it's light watching. It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't wreck your head. Um, what about you? Have you been up to anything artsy-wise, Izzy? Artsy-wise? Well, actually... Not quite in the same genre as you, but I did. It was I think it was last Thursday, um, just trying to find stuff to do around town in the evenings, and wandered into a bar called Seven, which I'd never been in before. Seven Bridge Street. It's sort of in the Latin Quarter, and there was a funk band, or what I would describe as a funk band. I don't really know what you call them. They weren't pop or rock or anything. They were sort of jazzy punk, sort of jazzy pop punk. Okay, interesting. Vibe. Yeah, um, it was. It was a real. They were sing-alongs, but with a jazz twist almost. And they already had a whole crowd. Now we went in so late, so we missed all the good songs. But they were playing like Uptown Funk. Also went to Wonderwall. You know all the good ones. But they were the most talented band I've seen in Galway. But that's brilliant when you get the sing-along songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, it was in Seven the other day then, but it was a DJ instead, yeah. and he was playing songs that people. It would be kind of a set of three songs that yeah. people know, ABBA, Macklemore, whatever, people, yeah. things that people could sing along to, and then three songs that people didn't really know, so you're mm. just kind of there, what's the next beat dancing? Yeah, you're kind weirdly. of sort of anticipating um, it. But, but would you recommend it? Oh, definitely. It, it was on a Thursday night. I could not find the name of the band at all. I don't know if they're regulars. I talked to someone who goes there quite 
often and he did indicate that they were regulars. You know, they were the most amazing guitarists. And you know when at the end of the night you have a really good band and you start chanting one more oh, tune? Yeah. They absolutely delivered. Did they? Yeah, they played their Wonderwall. They did guitar riffs the whole way through. So talented, so much fun. So I love that. The, my only criticism of Seven would be incredibly expensive on a student budget, you know. Okay, what what are you talking about food, uh, drink-wise? Drink-wise, I, I didn't have the food, but I know they're known for their good food. Drink-wise, a vodka white was 6.50. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, exactly. 6.50 for vodka white, and do you, um, what, what about pints do you know I find the, oh 520 of course they're more 20 cent more than yeah. in most other pubs in Galway so it's it's not great at this time particularly with inflation with yeah. cost of living going up um, that you have to be reaching yeah. into your pocket for the extra few cent or tapping your uh, phone and losing a bit more money from the account um, and what time did you close at? 12.30 which I thought was quite early for having a band in in the evenings you know I it was open slightly later than the earlier bars in Galway that all close at 12 but it didn't open as late as the late bars. So it was an in-between one, which I found almost curious. Maybe they wanted us out, or maybe they all wanted an early night. You know, we can all understand that. I worked in a bar over summer. Mm. I loved when people left early. And if you're there, um, let's, when I was there a few days yeah. ago in Seven, they closed at two. Uh, oh. And I, I, I was chatting with somebody uh, a few days, uh, recently enough, who works in a club, and they say that if you close at two, the staff are there to four cleaning up at least. Yeah, no, that's so, true, yeah. Uh, I can understand it. Also, it's I, I'm just a no-man at heart, really, yes. Izzy, I think. Anyway, but half-twelve sounds much more attractive to me than uh, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I won't, I won't tell you that I got home at 3.30 in the morning. How did it take you that long to get, get from seven... Oh, no, this this was last time we went to Cisco again that we reviewed the other day. Oh, the silent disco, yes. yeah, I must, uh, I must go back to it. Before we go for a break, um, today is World International Book Day, 3rd of March. What's your favourite book, Izzy? Well, funnily enough, I was going to do a book review, but I think I'll save that for another week. But the most inspiring book I read was an autobiography. I'm pretty sure she wrote it herself. A lady called Samantha Power. Oh, yes. The former UN, um, US ambassador to the United Nations. Yes, yes. She is the most amazing woman. My dad and I actually listened to her give a talk during lockdown, an online one. Um, and she wrote a biography. I think she has a second book out or something, but the one I read was The Education of an Idealist and mm. it really, really spoke to me. You know, it shows you can have these great ideas and you can want to save the world, but it can be very hard in politics to get these through. She worked on the Obama campaign. She was initially, or for a brief while, taken off the campaign for remarks she said about um, Clinton, Hillary Clinton, um, and then brought back on once he got into office. But she is an incredibly powerful woman. She The book is very well written. It is very long, so if you're not a bookworm, probably not what I recommend, but um, maybe read extracts of it. She does, she has had so much life experience. She's done so many things, you know, reported on the wars in Iran and Iraq all there and worked on the Obama campaign, as you said, ambassador. Mm, and now she's the head of USAID. Um, yes. by the Biden administration. I find with uh, biographies at the moment uh, that there are a lot of people telling their story, um, but there isn't much to learn from mm. it. But you're giving the impression that it's oh, kind of, it's something to learn from rather than just me telling me. She inspired me to do my degree. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I, I give her a lot of credit. And does she outline kind of the tools that people can use to do 
to do things or does she just outline her own experience if you get me let's say there was a book I was reading uh, and he just gave you kind of mm. bullet points of what you no, could do no she sort do. of gave you a reality check she said you know you're going into it with all these great ideas be prepared not to succeed but be proud of your ideas basically of what you want to achieve and what you want to do and stick by them and go for it because you may make change Okay. Um, my own favourite books are East of Eden by John Steinbeck and To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, mm. both of which are both of which are fiction, um, but also just quite human. I yeah. love I love a good book with humanity. Um, recommendations wise, though, if you're interested in international relations, including let's say the Ukraine conflict that's going on at the moment, the terrible Ukraine conflict that's going on at the moment, I'd highly recommend Prisoners of, Prisoners of Geography uh, by Tim Marshall, and mm-hmm. he also has a recent book, The Power of Geography, which was released last year. I highly recommend it to you if you're looking to learn something um, about international relations, how our world works, how countries interact with each other. He does it very well. Um, as well as that, if you are looking to become a bit more relaxed bring mindfulness into your life Um, Mindful by radio presenter Jamert Whelan is really fantastic it won an award last year Mm -hmm. Um, most rated most uh, most bought book I think in Ireland or something a top rated book that's what a top rated book in Ireland and it's a mix of an autobiography um a biography so outlining his life but you learn a lot sort of life stuff lessons, that he says. Life you, know, lessons exactly. you can always learn those from other people and then he devotes a section you. of the book to um, mindfulness techniques and all that sort of stuff